Do you know what my job description is? I'm in acquisitions. I look up and I catch what falls out of the sky. Predators just don't sit around making hats out of rib cages. They conquered space. But that's not what's on the horizon. Should I be worried? Probably. I think you know what is on the ship. Podcast. Box Office Bros is a part of the Bears Barroom Radio Network. This is episode 17, The Predator Review. I'm your host, John Santucci. Call me Tooch. With me, as always, is Joe Mandel, the goon. Joe, how are you? Doing awesome, man. Uh, interesting film here in The Predator, man. Yeah, I had a lot of promise. I was really excited to see it. Kind of deflated me, Joe. Uh, overall, what did you think of The Predator? You know, I think I liked it a little bit more than you. I, I was invested. I thought the characters were actually pretty good for the most part. Uh, I think the action's just the only place where it was let down. There was a couple of scenes that were good, but uh, for the most part, it kind of played like a you know a wild goose chase. Yeah, speaking of scenes, I heard a lot of scenes were cut from this movie, so maybe if there's another cut of the movie, it might be a little more coherent. Uh, there was a lot of good ideas, just some of them were never followed up on, and... Uh, the cast, to me, was a little subpar. Uh, you know, I, I think it would have benefited from a little more star power. I, I don't think the main actor was very good. Uh, I thought Keegan-Michael Key was pretty good. Agreed. I did, uh, yeah. Yeah, Thomas Jane was wasted mm -hmm. uh, in his role. We'll talk about that uh, later on. And uh, Olivia Munn was pretty good. And then... Uh, course there were some other characters who uh who were also okay yeah i think for uh, me john i think that the actor that stole the show here was sterling k brown as the as the main villain i i thought he was very good especially because i'm used to seeing him on on this is us and other shows where he's more of a, a lovable character so i thought that was really good and i enjoyed his character yeah he was one of the guys i was going to mention as well uh he did a really good job of I uh, I think I, I would say that this is a movie that people could wait, you know, for video, Blu-ray, and maybe you'll get a better cut of the movie. Um, it, it's a shame because Shane, Shane Black was in the original Predator yeah. as Hawkins, and uh, he should know his Predator, you know, know what made the first movie successful. Um, to me, this to me, I think suffered from a bad script, and uh, I, I think. Uh, I think it would have uh, would have done better if uh, if it hadn't uh, tried to be kind of a sequel to you know just just continue the lore. None of none of the movies are really sequels to anything. It just uh, it could have uh, been a little bit more, shall we say, true to the Predator lore. And we'll mm -hmm. talk about that when we get into the spoilers section. But uh, overall, I, I would say this movie is a C for me. Uh, so a lot of wasted potential, which we'll get into in the spoilers section. Yeah, I'm with you, bud. I, I'm giving it a C plus. You know, I thought some of the characters were lovable and funny, but 
Uh, I think the characters were better than the actual script, and I think that's what the problem is. But uh, overall, you know, I enjoyed myself, but I would agree. I think you can watch this one at home. Right. Now, there were some good lines. I got to say, you know, some of the lines were good. This, it's surprising because Shane Black, you know, he's the guy who's who's uh, responsible for giving us Riggs and Murtaugh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Lethal Weapon movies. You know, this is the guy that created those characters, wrote Lethal Weapon movies. So you think he would have had a little better script. I know that he shared, uh, he shared script writing credits with Fred Decker, so this... Uh, the script was actually written by Black and Decker, Joe. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So, uh, C plus from you, C from me, and we'll head on into the spoiler section. Sounds good. Spoiler alert! Well, box office bros, we always talk about the opening scene, how it sets the tone for the film, and our opening scene is the spaceship chase scene and crash landing scene yeah which uh sets up the uh encounter with the predator and our our main uh character quinn mckenna played by boyd holbrook who we have seen previously in the tv show narcos and he was also the the villain in logan uh yeah the wolverine movie uh which I, i really enjoyed that movie um yeah so uh Boyd Holbrook, uh, to me, wasn't really that good, Joe. Uh, what did you think of Boyd Holbrook's acting? Yeah, I would say it was a little weak. He just kind of seemed like a military guy with the same delivery for the entire movie. Even the scenes with his son that were supposed to kind of be like, you know, heartwarming. They really weren't. They just kind of felt cold and, you know, disfigured, really. So I would say that, uh, you know, he was there for the action and he did well with that. But besides that, I was a little let down. Right, and the, the son was actually a pretty good actor. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, he, he might have been the best actor out of all of the cast. Uh, he, he played Rory. Uh, I forget the young man's name. Let me see if I can... Uh, it was Jacob Tremblay uh, as the actor who played Rory, and he plays, like, I don't know, I'd say he was about 10 years old, Joe, maybe. Yeah, he was 11 great. Or 10, 11, or 12 years old, boy, and uh, well, he had Asperger's Syndrome, and... Uh, the, the scene, that, scene that stands out the most for me from this film is the chess piece scene. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that scene, but uh, this, that's the scene that stuck with me the most from this movie was, uh, you know, there's a fire a fire drill, the kid's uh, prank, and uh, they encounter Rory in a room, and uh, he's just kind of ignoring the fire drill and freaked out by it a little bit, not going anywhere, and the kids come in and try to uh, bully him and stuff, but he's having, you know, uh, an Asperger's fit. And they knock all, it's a chess room, a chess club or something, and they knock all the pieces on the floor. And after the fire drill is over, Rory puts every single chess piece back in place on the boards where they were so people could continue their games. I always remember that that scene, Joe, I think. Uh, What did you think of that scene? I thought it was really cool. I thought thought it was going to go a little further with his character being brilliant, and it did a little bit. But I thought maybe they would dig a little bit more into how much of a genius he was. But um, we could talk about that in a little bit. But overall, he was very impressive. Right, so back to the opening scene. Uh, Quinn McKenna, Boyd Holbrook, is uh, a sniper. And he's uh, in Mexico. And he's there to take out members of a cartel before they they kill a couple captives. And uh, before he can finish the job... uh, one of the predator ships, which is being chased by another predator ship, 
it crash lands and interrupts the operation. And uh, Boyd Holbrook, uh, Quinn McKenna, encounters his, his first encounter. He has his first encounter with uh, the Predator. And the Predator uh, kills... You know his his entire man. He get he gets away with some pieces of technology, but this is confusing to me, Joe, because uh, this initial predator. I'm trying to figure out. There were two predators chasing each other. Yeah. And one one predator we find out later was trying to help humans by giving them some technology or secret. Uh, yeah. But but it also killed people, which is weird. Was it? So the the first. Uh, Encounter with the Predator, I imagine, was the... Did both both ships crash? No, it was little... just... It was supposed to be the good one that crashed. <laughs> okay. So, so the good guy cr- crashed, the other one landed. Right. Yeah, that one was operational. So the, the one that killed the men was the, was the bad Predator, which was like a larger Predator. Yeah. Right? It was like, instead of being, you know, 8 feet tall, this one was like 12 feet tall. Yeah, it was a beast. Something like 10, 10 to 12 feet tall. You know, the, so. the biggest problem that I had, John, is you know Boyd survives this attack and he keeps some of the equipment and then he sends it to his house. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I think he initially sent it to a, a post office box so they wouldn't go to the house. I think he, but uh, they hadn't paid the uh, post office box bill, so it ended up going to the house because the kid told a charming story to the to the mailman so you know it did end up in rory's possession where uh you know rory was able to figure out the technology because he is kind of a gifted uh we'll talk about that again later how gifted he was and uh, it's another idea that kind of fell flat but the so uh uh quinn goes is, is down in mexico he ships like you said he ships the technology that he stole uh, he he found the cloaking device. He uses that to, you know, convince the bartender to mail it for him, and then uh, disappears, and uh, ends up telling us, you know, telling a story and to uh, people who want to find out. He's being interviewed. They want to find out what he knows about the aliens. Joe, what'd you think of that scene? I thought it was good. I thought Sterling K. Brown was really good in that too. Uh, you kind of see his menacing evil side and. Uh, it's kind of what you needed in this movie. You needed a good villain like that because, you know, as much as a villain as the Predator is, it's just kind of like this presence that's chasing you around. I didn't get like a villainy vibe from the Predator this time around. I don't know if you're with me there, John, but uh, it definitely needed Sterling K. Brown in this film. Yeah, he plays the government heavy. And, uh, you know, that was a good scene with uh, Quinn you know, being interrogated and they're trying to like find out if he's BSing, whether or not he's... Everyone's trying to find out whether or not he saw an alien spaceship because they're trying to keep that uh, crash landing under wraps, much like Roswell crashes. And, uh, you know, uh, Quinn ends up, you know, in a in a bus of uh, soldiers who are Section 8 PTSD, you know, which is our, our main band of characters that become his platoon for this movie. Which I thought, you know, I would have rather have seen, you know, regular old hard-ass army platoon. This was like a bunch of crazies. You yeah. Know, it, didn't, it didn't really work for me. You know, I kind of like some of the characters. I, I thought uh, Thomas Jane as a Tourette syndrome was completely wasted. I would have rather, you know, see. It wasn't funny. You right. Know, uh, uh, 
Uh, the one who played was it was his name Nebraska. Yeah. He was okay, and then uh, Theon is is there too, Joe. I don't know. He has like zero lines. It was like the most pointless role in the world for him. I'm not sure yeah. why they chose him. He was a yep. soldier that was in their platoon, but a, he got a British accent. I I don't know. I have right. no idea. Exactly. He's totally out of place. Um, and then uh, I forget that Keegan Michael Key. He was great. He he was he was probably the second best actor. And he uh, he played a, the joke telling uh, uh, kind of PTSD, you know, t- tell jokes to stay, you know, so he wouldn't get depressed, you know. And his jokes for the most part were pretty funny. Yeah. You know, uh, but uh, these guys end up in a in a in a bus on their way to, uh, you know, a uh, group therapy session with you know for crazy soldiers. John, did you get and, uh, did you get a bit of a. Uh... One flew over the cuckoo's nest kind of vibe from those guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And you know, they 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 were like, well, "Why is?" They asked Quinn, "Why are you there?" And he's like, "Well, I had an encounter with a space alien." You know, so uh, they don't believe him. You know, <laughs> yeah, until they all... like a few minutes later, there's the space alien. You know, even while they're on the bus ride, you know, they're being rerouted. Of course, when uh, when uh, the they predator escapes, right. That, that's another scene with the when the, the scene with the predator. This is the predator that was trying to help the humans, right? They had like strapped down to a table, and yeah, when Olivia Olivia Munn plays uh, Bracket, mm-hmm. Casey Casey Bracket, and she's uh, the leading uh, evolutionary biologist on the planet. She comes to study, you know, the predator species. You know, so they have the they captured the uh, one from the wreckage because Quinn had incapacitated it. And that was a great scene. It was cloaked, and the, the blood was uh, falling from uh, one of his men's guts. Oh yeah, guts were, guts were dripping out. That that was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, that's how they that's how they found the body of the predator was the guts from the trophy soldier uh, spilling out on the uh, the unconscious predator. But they had this predator strapped down to a table, and uh, Olivia Munn plays uh, the evolutionary biologist. We saw her uh, from uh, the TV show. Uh, What's the name of the TV show, Jen? Again, Joe. Uh, she was on the newsroom on HBO. The newsroom. Sorry, the newsroom. Yeah, that's where we know her from. But uh, you know, see this ca- this cast of characters pretty much uh, relatively unknown, you know, characters. But uh, the predator strapped down to a table. This is the predator Joe that was helping the humans. So what is it? the predator gets up and uh, escapes and kills a bunch of people that he's trying to help, which didn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, and then yeah. somehow Olivia Munn escapes it by stripping naked and hiding in, in a, a shower. In a shower, <laughs> right? <laughs> they never explained that yeah. either. Right? Why would you do that? <laughs> I guess you had to open the doors and go through the uh, decontamination protocol. But yeah, kind of pointless scene. A lot of the movie didn't make a lot of sense, and I think uh, it's a shame because I, you know I love the the Predator movies. You know, but uh, and it, it, this is the thing I had an issue with. There's, there was a lot of cool ideas that kind of fell flat. Like one of them was like the Olivia Munn discovers that uh, the predator DNA contains human DNA, and that that was cool. And you're like, okay, wow, great. So where did these things come from? What do they do? Why are they here? Uh, what's our relationship to these things? You know, but it was never explained or resolved. So expanded yeah. upon. The only thing that I, so, I I think that I got out of it is that they rip out human spines and they take them. Yeah. And they try right. to like make a super breed, and that's my understanding. 
Right, right. That's the thing. Okay, so they keep uh, taking the best of the species. I guess they did kind of explain it, but uh, yeah, that's what they they're, they're mashing, they're splicing DNA to make these super predators and stuff, and uh, they're looking for the next chain in the evolutionary. It's kind of kind of hokey. Didn't really work. I mean, it wasn't really clear on what they were doing, you know. Yeah, but uh, I think they could have explained it better. Maybe it's just me, but uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a recycled story. Uh, I, do you think they? I don't think they could ever top the first Predator movie. You know, the Arnold Schwarzenegger classic. Do you think uh, that, that's an impossible task, right, Joe? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's got one of the great, greatest, a couple of greatest lines in that. It's like, if it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> yeah, of course, and uh, stick around. <laughs> that one but, yeah uh, yeah i mean uh that see that the first predator movie worked because you had this like band of elite soldiers being hunted you know i had a great cast you had jesse the body ventura uh carl weathers you had uh uh arnold Duke. yeah arnold leading the way and uh sonny landham as billy bear you know the billy bear from 48 hours yeah uh, so yeah he was uh uh, had a great cast, and uh, you know Shane Black, of course, was in the director was in that movie as Hawkins. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he was the translator, right, the one who could speak Spanish. Yeah, I think so. Uh, right, and uh, you know he should know like what made the first one successful. You know, and try to recreate it. Right, this is kind of like I, capitalizing on the Predator name. You know, to make uh, money, I thought. Uh, Predators was a better film for me. The uh, the order of Predators movies I would put as the original as number one, then the Predators. Uh, Adrian, Adrian Brody. Brody really liked that one, and then Predator Two with Danny Glover and uh, Gary Busey and Bill Paxton, the late Bill Paxton, uh, yeah. was a good movie, and then uh, this one just is fourth for me. So I mean, if you're not going to try and beat the other movies in the uh, in the series, you might as well not make the movie. But like I said, maybe they have a better uh, cut of the movie. I'm going to say probably not. But uh, boy, what a letdown, Joe! I just yeah. Uh, and it is uh, worth it is worth noting too, John, that they did set it up for a sequel too. Right. You know, with uh, with the good predator leaving us a tool called the Predator Killer, and right. you know, it kind of leaves it open ended. But I'm not sure if this is going to do well enough to to get a sequel. Yeah, uh, that's what I was going to ask you next in my next question, if you read my mind. Um, yeah, it's a human-sized suit. That's what he was trying to deliver. It was a predator killer, kind of put the humans on even footing with the predators. So they set it up for uh, a sequel, but like you said, I, I, I think you know it, it had an $88 million budget, and it only made $29 million in its opening weekend. So I don't think it's going to... You know, going to do the job. So I, I would say I'm probably, probably not going to see another one unless they can really come up with a better script. Do they go uh, away from, you know, this kind of uh, the, where this story? They kind of forget about this one. This is kind of one, one, uh, one of the uh, uh, episodes in the series that you just kind of want to forget. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. It's a forgettable film with a handful of good performances. You know, I think they wasted Sterling K. Brown. He was so good. But you know when you have a a, bare, a very bare minimum cast around him, uh, you tr- yeah. you're, you're looking for the villain to carry the movie, which is a next to impossible task. 
Yeah, it was a lot of grim humor in the movie. I want to talk about like one scene that also stands out for me. It's like uh, Rory is wearing some of the gear. He's wearing the gear for a Halloween. He's like out on the streets and uh, someone from a, uh, a balcony throws uh, throws something at Rory's head and he, he like turns around and the the suit attacks the guy and just blows him in half. Oh my god, house. yeah, it blows up his house. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, wow, that's pretty... Uh, pretty hardcore for uh you know for a guy who was kind of a dick but i mean it needs to die but anyways yes there's scenes like that that just kind of didn't make sense and kind of unnecessary but like i said i mean it was it was non-stop action it just kind of wasn't uh interesting action i don't know if that makes much sense i'm with you bud but i tell you one thing even though this was a you know not the greatest film we got a we got a good one coming up next man yeah, tell, uh, tell the audience where we're going to be next time when Box Office Bros returns. When Box Office Bros return, we will be doing one of the biggest movies of the year and an Oscar favorite already in A Star is Born, Bradley Cooper's directing debut starring Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. And uh, that should be a good one. We're supposed to have a bunch of uh, folks from the ballroom on as well, so that should be one of our biggest episodes yet. Oh, man, I can't wait for that. All right, Joe. So uh, wrapping up the Predator, uh, we're both going to not recommend the movie. Uh, see it at your own risk. <laughs> it's a shame because uh, Predator is a great series. You know, good science fiction uh, action movie has a great. The best part of the movie really was the score, the Alan Silvestri. Oh yeah, classic theme song. Uh, so uh, for box office bros, this is Toot signing off, Joe. Uh, tell us uh, where people can find you on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Joe Mandel. Right, follow Box Office Bros at the B.O.B. Podcast on Twitter. And I'm Tooch. Follow me at Santucci underscore John. And we'll be back next time. We'll see you at the movies.